This week's episode was full of senses and scents, and it wasn't just all about lavender. Tonight, we check in on the status of the queen, we'll find out what's going on with Magra, and we're willing to take the lavender road as long as it'll take us. Plus, Ben's got the biggest betrayal in history, and Jason Momoa gets honored in news and gossip. This is the See After Show. Let's go. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Here we are. Yo! <laughs> I can't always believe that. It's a week? It's a week, wow. man. Damn. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah. Monday sets the tone. Oh, that was Thanksgiving. It was good. Yeah. It was good. How so, about you? Yeah, a lot of turkey, man. A lot of turkey. Turkey. That's Woo. always good to have. Get back on the diet now. Oh, my God. Right, right. <laughs> well, we got through the holiday. We right. got through episode seven. Can you believe there's only one more to go? I can't believe that, by the way. I feel like, how do they end that show? Especially coming from this episode... Uh, uh, I'm not too Even a sure. bigger question mark, right? Right. Well, let's get into it. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to Monday. My name is Keith Andre. I'm here with Ben Schnell. Hello. Each and every week to talk about the C show. Right. Scale of 1 to 10, give me a quick grade on episode 7. Whew, honestly, six and a half, seven, max. Ooh, max. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, it was still a great episode, don't get me wrong. But yes. for me personally, I don't know how you felt at home, but a little bit too much of talking. A little too a little much talking. Much. I mean, you have to have some dialogue. For sure. But I, I was expecting a little bit more action, exactly. especially now coming to the end of the yeah. show. Knowing right? that so. the lifespan is ending, I was expecting the same thing. But it's okay, because we're yeah. going to talk about it. So we'll start <laughs> with... With the queen, where is my queen? Then we'll talk about Magra a little bit because we did get some of her story, and then we'll wrap up just talking about this epic kind of trail on yeah. the Lavender Road and just see what comes out of that. That's right. All right, so Queen Kane is still. Oh my god! I mean, honestly, I'm now at a position where. I feel really sorry for her. Yeah. Little, you know? Yeah. I mean, I always told you she's she's one of my favorite characters because Correct. her character is very intense, so yeah. you don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And now I feel very sorry. So every time when she's ringing the bell, even like without any purpose, maybe just by accident, she, she gets hit. And I was like, I mean, oh. it was crazy to see the violence of it and that she's still sticking to her guns, which I can respect, you know. I do respect that. <laughs> Always I mean, respect that. she is so much in her kind of queen vibe thing, you know. She's mm-hmm. not giving that up, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, the reason why I can respect it because even though she is extremely stubborn, I think a part of her strength comes from, like, her stubborn nature and just... Yeah her willingness to like not listen to what anybody has to say for sure so i just take it for what it is i thought it was interesting because even when um so she's tied up with the bell or whatever and when the guy started to talk about your right. famous your favorite jella morale right jella morale she immediately like rung that bell it's like dad you would really like get beat yeah to have to that was a you know, I mean, that was a very special moment to me because the first question I, I had was basically, why did this guy know about this kind of romance mm-hmm. lover? He said lover or something, right? Or kind of relationship thing. How did he know? How does he know about that? That was my first question. Yeah. And then the second thing is like when she was ringing the bell on purpose, mm-hmm. I was like, she was thinking to herself, you know what? I'd rather take the pain out than, ta- than telling you what I about, know about that. Isn't that crazy? Oh, like, That's why I'm like, whoa. I, okay, so at this point, I'm like, all right. 
can we please see <laughs> Jerry Morrell? Can we get to the oh bottom of it? Like you God. said, there was a lot of dialogue and a lot of talking, but not about all the things that we wanted to know. Um, but it just was something just to take note of for me because I know we we talk more about Jerry Morrell in context with yeah. Magra, yeah, and then having like a real relationship. But with the Queen, I've always just seen it as like something that we don't know. But this episode, I was able to see like, oh no, she has some kind of like real yeah. tie and connection to him. If this is the type of reaction she has just yeah. from hearing his name, yeah, Jerry Mor- Morrell. Mm-hmm. I did that, guys. Did you hear it? <laughs> it took me seven episodes. I did it. Wow, Jerry Morrell. Jerry Anyway, but what I <laughs> what I found so fascinating about this character is that the whole show was basically just talking about him except one time. So we just saw this guy maybe for a minute. Correct. But we still have a feeling we kind of know him, but we There's don't. There's so much we don't. And the so, anticipation just keeps building and building and building. Yeah, and now I'm thinking, being in the seventh episode, that they did all that on purpose, obviously. Mm-hmm. The story oh, writers. They just wanted to get us on that track. So who is this guy? What and is, I'm okay with that, but they they got to knock me in the face I next mean, week. I mean, other, I mean they have to. I mean, episode <laughs> eight, the last one. I mean... I don't know. I expected it a little earlier, to be honest. I think we talked about that. That's what you mentioned, right? A little bit earlier would have been nice, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe right now. I I mean, at least by going into seven, maybe midway through the episode so that we we can get our fair share of closure with episode eight for the first season. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But in this episode and even dealing with the queen, I actually started to have a soft spot for um, Tamakti June. And just his experience as, like, a warrior and and his position, although he has, like, killed all these people for all these many years, I felt that I was able to understand him better. And then when he went to... to save her, I thought it was nice to see him at yeah. work. The way we see Baba Voss and his skill set and his like yeah. natural nature to like kill and hunt, it was good to see the warrior of Tamakti June just kind of be exposed yeah. here. I feel like Tamakti June for me, he seems like a very loyal person. Absolutely. Right? And I felt like, and we know already, obviously, mm-hmm. he was very loyal to the queen every time. Yeah. But I think now we just realized even more to his people. Mm-hmm. I think for him, it's even more about the people. And we have that scene further down in the episode seven where, where the queen is laying down on the ground and Magra is in the picture and also he's yes. in the picture. And yes. I think that was the first time when I really realized, and we kind of knew that she's a little crazy, the queen, right? Correct. Kind of. <laughs> but I think that was the first time when I realized, I think she completely lost Lost, lost, lost her mind. Yes, like yes, of this in the status of being the queen. I think she completely lost it. There's right? a huge disconnect. So I think she doesn't understand what it really means to be the queen. I think for her, this title is basically what she believes. That's all about it. It's the title, and it's not mm-hmm. about like serving your own community, Absolutely. your own people. Absolutely. Even Magra has said it in the episode just about it being her birthright and exactly. her father not taking that away. So. There were some interesting elements there. I do want to ask because even with uh, when we saw Queen Kane get saved, and she when they were going to kill the guy who was captive, and yeah. he was like, "Do you think I would tell her who I was and not ha- and not have a plan?" And so I'm thinking, "Wait a minute, was this whole thing her idea? Like to even have this ransom situation? Like how much of this do you think 
was her plan. You mean the queen's plan? Correct. The whole kind of scenario that she's in right now. I'm wondering, yeah. I mean, for me, what what was very fascinating, I think everyone, maybe you guys heard it too, what she just said in a very short second was something like, hey, you know what? I wanted to be the queen, not just for having the machines running. I just wanted to be the queen because mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was deep. I was like, oh my God, that showed me really who she kind of is. For her, it was just about basically the queen. Correct. Being the title holder of yeah. the queen. I think for her, that's basically, that was the whole plan. I think she just wants to show everybody still now that she's almost uh, like being on the ground and bleeding. Hey, we don't have the castle anymore. Everyone is dead. I killed everybody. <laughs> but hey, guys, I'm still the queen and you have to respect me for At that. At the end of the day. And I was like, Whoa. Right. That's too much. It was crazy. <laughs> I'll touch again. We'll come back to the queen because we do have to look at her relationship with Magra. That's for sure. But before that, let's talk a little bit about Magra and, you know, where she's fitting now yeah. in the puzzle of everything that's going on. I did feel I'm interested in her history with Tamakti June because I do feel that she trusts him because she trusted him enough to tell him that Boots could see. You that's know? right. So I thought that was crazy. And I was like, oh, I don't know if she should be telling him this or yeah. if she shouldn't. Like, how is it going to impact the rest yeah. of the world? Yeah. But I just was like, oh, wow, she trusts him a great deal yeah. to the point to not only does she trust her family's situation mm-hmm. and trying to get them back, but she really trusts him enough to expose herself. And I think we see that, too, where yeah. they all kind of it's her. Um, Queen Kane and yeah. him having like that little right. moment. I think Tamanti June for me is a very interesting character and I think we saw it in the first no, I think in the second episode when he came back to the castle and is basically has to tell the queen hey I didn't find anyone now being in episode 7 when he's leaning down to her and is basically asking her like if she's okay and blah 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 he's not, he's not saying majesty he says that at the beginning mm. but then out of a sudden mm-hmm. she says oh finally I found you and the way how he said it, I was like, there was something going on between. Maybe not from yeah. her side, but I think he felt more for the queen than just being the queen to him. Yes. I think he was kind of in love with her even. Mm. That's, my, that's my understanding. And I think Margaret for him is this kind of little sister that he wants to protect. Yeah. It's his kind of job to protect the little sister of the one that he loves so much too. That's fair. That's how I see it. That's fair. I'll take that. I am taking a look at the chat. We've oh. got some people in here. Amy Wee, of course, Ivan is here. So Hello. shout out to you guys. And uh, Amy, I think, was just saying that she thinks that uh, Tamakti is going to be more loyal to Magra than he will be to the queen. Now for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, Amy, it's totally right. Because now I feel when he stood up, he realized for the very first time, I think, that she lost her, her mind. She's out of her mind. And he also says, I think we have to reconsider. Oh, yes. He, he says definitely that. says that. He, I think that I think that for him, it's all about like loyalty but yeah. to the country, to the position. For sure. And so I really feel that he is fighting for what he believes to yeah. be the greater good. And now he can see plain as right. day that... It's not going to come and that was, from the queen. I know, but you know what? This scene was so beautifully shot, even from a, from a filming perspective, because mm-hmm. Tamakti Jun is in the background when he says that line. In the front, we have yeah. Magra, and he's talking about reconsidering, and we see her face. Just which, off, like The new queen it. kind of Magra yes. now coming into frame. Oh, I like that. And I was like, that was great shot. I like that. that I was like a that a lot. Show. Well, from Magra, we also learned a few tidbits. So we yeah. learned here that she is a healer Yeah. because he calls her over. That's how 
how she reunites with her right. with her sister. And then we learn too just more of their background that uh, Queen Kane is just like her mother, and we know that that kind of causes some sort of rift or tension between the two. That's right. Because she said that it's just this constant reminder of her mother. So I'm like, okay, do you think, and you guys in the chat can let us know as well, do you think that their relationship can be repaired? Is there any hope uh, for these sisters to, like, be friends? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to sound negative, but I, I don't think so. <laughs> not at all I don't really think so I think yeah. I think Magrab would try I mean did we have that scene when she's holding her hand yes, at the very beginning no, I and thought I f- that was beautiful that was beautifully acted by the way beautifully mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the first moment we see her expression and she was very emotional Magrab yes. towards her sister yes. and I was like wow she's about to even forgive her now right. realizing that she's down like that but then at some point she realizes something and then out of a sudden her expression changes and yeah. she turns away and I was like, wow, I think she just realized and accepted something for herself that she's not able to forgive her completely. Yeah, and I think that she also knows at this point that when it comes to Queen Kane, even as a queen or as her sister, that the way that she protects herself, I think, is finding that level of just resistance to who she is. That's I right. think in those moments where we did see so much emotion and so much of her just fighting and fighting back yeah. to just release it and to fall into like the love that you have for your sibling, she knows, nope, because of who she is and That's you know right. whatever issue she has going on, I just, this is just the way the cookie's going to crumble. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to try to formulate a good prediction for later just in terms of Ooh. where we go here. But there was so much more that we learned just going down this whole path of of the Lavender Road. Ooh. So before we get there with Paris and all of them, uh, I did want to just mention, what did you think about the way that we learned or the way that the queen did share how she destroyed um, the con? Kanzawa, their 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 home and their palace and all the people. I thought for Tamaki Jun, it was like a really good chance to see him flex a little bit, just as an actor in the way that he responded to her. Like, you think all these men are just going to be okay? Yeah. With knowing that yeah. their families have been destroyed, and yeah. even then, she's still crazy because she's like, yeah, she 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 doesn't even un- she she doesn't even see it anymore. Like funny yeah. seeing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, that was a good joke. But uh, no. No, but I, you're totally right. I think that was the first time coming back from being or like him being the warrior, like fighting and being the witch hunter for all those years. I think now he just became this normal guy being part of the community, you now fighting with his men for for decades. Yeah. And the men, what they have in mind, obviously, they just want to uh, like work for the queen and basically want to co- like go after what she's telling them. But they also want to come back home to the family. Period. So At the end of the day. What do you do? I mean, it's always like that when you when you basically go out as a soldier right and mm-hmm. you just basically serve for someone like the king the queen whatever it is right at the end of the day what keeps you moving is also thinking about the day when you come back home exactly and you just can grab your kids or your wife and be or your husband and be, yeah. be happy again and you know she's and, taking that away and i think that she like, has to be held responsible for it i mean who would move on <laughs> if you know that your family is just gone no, no one for for anybody. It's crazy. So. It's crazy. We'll definitely see. But so for Magra, we know that her family is gone. So she's yeah. left. That's right. Um, going with Tamakti because she may end up being the queen, and Boots yeah. is left behind. How are you feeling about Boots at this point? 
I mean, I don't like I'm him. I'm still, yeah, I'm still like on this... the fence. Do you think that we will see redemption for him? I feel like this guy, when I look into his eyes and the way how he looks at Magra every time, mm-hmm. you know, Tamakti Jun is talking to him. I, and it, basically, he said something like, hey, I just wanted you to see and not to have your own opinion about something, right? So just yeah. keep it to that. <laughs> and then he looks to Magra for a second, just like that, you know, like, like that. Right. And I was like, right. what is going on with this guy? I think he has a plan. Yeah. We, we all don't know about it yet. Correct. But I think in episode prediction, sorry, but episode eight, <laughs> something crazy is happening with oh, this guy too. A lot of crazy has to happen Same. in episode eight. But <laughs> one of the good things or one of the things I did appreciate even yeah. with that scene um, with Tamakti June expressing like, I just needed your sight. I'm not here for your opinion. And even later in the episode, they do a good job of reminding us to kind of be balanced and just because you can see doesn't mean that you have all the answers doesn't mean that you can't be wrong he said that as well so i really like that element of just seeing doesn't give you a greater ability or a greater strength than somebody else and we constantly see that displayed in the show as well totally i mean think about the the irony here to be honest for a second Mm -hmm. i mean isn't that interesting tamakti june was fighting for decades with all his men to find people like Boots. And now out of a sudden, he basically uses Boots to find the queen who was always just about to find someone like Boots. Now it's basically the other way around. They're Mm -hmm. using Boots to find the queen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's such a change in dynamics right now. If you think about it, Tamakti June just becomes someone like, hey, you know what? I just do whatever it takes, even if I have to include my own enemy into yes. my team to find the queen. Right. So that was very interesting for me. Oh, well, we'll see. Right. We'll definitely see. All right. So meanwhile, back at the ranch, we yeah. see this lavender road. And, and like you said, a lot with this episode, things were just beautifully shot. We got to see a lot of great visuals and, sure. and imagery. But checking in on uh, the tribe, because mm-hmm. they are a tribe. So Baba Voss, we know, is not well yeah um from whatever injuries at first i was like oh my god what's wrong with him he's splitting blood out of his yeah 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 so so this is why i said things got like really sensory because even that whole path i think for him he was having some kind of reaction to it and then with paris just a lot of the chanting that she was doing and when they got up to that point yeah um she was like it's no longer the taste of of the lavender like i taste death and everybody was having like a physical reaction and so i thought that was another good uh glimpse of just knowing that we're in a different world and because they can't see all of their other senses are going to be like super heightened to the point to where they're having this type of reaction uh to the journey what did you think about this this lavender road and, and this whole trip that we're, I feel that it was more about us getting to the point, of course, to where they have to separate, right? Haniwa and Kofun are going to yeah. have to go right. on their own. But what did you think about the, that experience? You know, the thing is, for me, and that's the part where I was a little like disappointed. Not really disappointed, but that's why I felt like it, it got a little slow in episode seven, right? Don't get me wrong, still mm-hmm. a good episode, especially yeah. the scenes with the Queen and Magra and Tamakti, Tamakti G and everyone. That mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the the, the 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 scenes where we see them on the road, like walking along, that was just kind of a placeholder. That was just something to fill the time okay. in a little bit. That's how I felt. Yeah. Because it was a little bit too long without really saying Give it much. much. Yeah. So that's what it was a little bit like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. But still, I think what we realized is that they're all kind of coming to a point where they also see this kind of big skeleton statue or what it is. Right. Right. Uh, like, right. And I was like, wow, that was beautifully uh, also like 
designed in oh, a way. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, how you did that? That so, was the first time when I got back on track with the walking part, you know? <laughs> okay, I was like, right. okay. Like, what's happening <laughs> here? Uh, no, I definitely agree with that. And it shows just, in so many ways, everybody's chasing this ghost that is Gerald Morel. That's right. And who even in his own way, think about the lengths that he's going to to create this new world to yeah. where you have all this, these dead bodies and we come to this forge and this path where, I don't know what it was exactly, but mm. where the people were shooting the bows, bow and arrows. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. They had the, the sound yeah, I can't remember what he called them, but the sound traps. Yeah. Um. So another good use of just elements to take us in a world beyond sight. We saw a lot of sign language, which Ivan had mentioned in the chat as well, uh, here. That's but true. so when we get to this point, it's like we're trying to have this big build up, right? Yeah. Because there has to be this tension between characters. We knew Haniwa feels differently from Kofun, and yeah. then Haniwa and Baba Voss are like trying to figure out their situation uh, to where they have to go on but i thought it was really really interesting at the at the the mention of haniwa's name it's like up oh, no they need to pass through here and it's like he's created this whole system to where only Kofun and haniwa can cross to to get into this enlightened place we still yeah. haven't gotten there yet I'm excited about it, but I also, I don't know what to expect, but I don't want to be, like, yeah. let down by yeah. it. I mean, uh, the thing is, enlightening place, right? That's how he called it. Yes. So, right now, seeing the situation, episode 7, I just get the feeling right now, even just seeing Roma. Gerald Morel. Gerald Morel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Damn. People, forgive me for that. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I lose it. No, but this guy, as we say, like a ghost kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe now that it's the complete opposite, if you ask me. Mm. You know, seeing all these skeletons and this kind of very, like a negative vibe almost that, that I get right now. And then still talking about an enlightening room or something. I feel yeah. like... And and then Paris is also saying that on the way, like he's not a god. And you are also no I goddess. Love You're that. not. Just because you can see doesn't mean that you are like God. Absolutely. And that's so true that she said that, right? But I believe that Joe Morel, mm-hmm. almost 50%, you got it. that he believes himself that he is God. You think so? I believe that. Huh. I believe now that he thinks he is God because he's one of the few people who can see. Yeah. But I now believe, seeing all the way with the skeletons and stuff like that, that he wants to basically turn it around and just use his power more in a negative way. Okay. Well, I'm not too sure just about saying. that. I don't necessarily think that Drilla Morel believes himself to be a God. I think that he does have for whatever he has come up with this plan and he knows what he wants um, for his children and for people who can see. But I I loved that when Paris was parting with the two of them that she did say that. Like, uh, she said, build a new world with yeah. no gods. He's your father, but he's not a god. Y'all ain't gods. Like, they need to have that reality check, especially, like, going off on your own. And yeah. even Baba Va spoke to the fact that, you know, there comes a point in life where you have to let your children go That's and right. they got to go and chase and just make their own own decisions and you just hope that you've raised them in a way to where they are capable of right. like living in the world successfully. Yeah. So we'll see. I still believe it, though. Okay. I still believe he thinks he's God. Well, we'll see. That's, that's the <laughs> irony about it. But hey, guys, what do you think? 
Yes. Do you think Jerry Morrell thinks that he is a god, or is he just doing what's best for the people that can see? Up, uh, Ivan's with you. He said he definitely has a god complex. Jerry Morrell has a god complex. We'll, we'll, Thank you so much. We'll see. Now, what did you think? Because I was happy yeah. to see Bo Lyon, even though she doesn't say much, she's still rocking with them, and, and I feel like her expressions or her reactions, we still get to see a lot of yeah. character out of her, and I like that we got to see that element of the shadows when she's like, oh, I can move, you know, in silence. Yeah. You can't do that. And now, she didn't do it as successfully as she thought she could. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Because she had to take a bow yeah, that's from right. a blind person. But I liked just that these uh, small reminders of who each person is and yeah. what they have to bring to the table. Yeah. And then I also was happy to see that Baba Voss was like, no, we're going to stick close. This isn't the end of the row here. I was like, oh, sweet. Great. I great. love that. I love that. that I mean, I, great. did you see that coming, though? Did you, did you uh, expect that he's going to follow them at some point? I don't think I did. Interesting. Maybe so. Yeah. Because even he may mention, you know, when they wanted to go through. And there's like, there's no danger. He's like, no, we'll go around. So, yeah. So he'll go. I did note, I don't know if you noticed or you guys noticed at home as well. This is, I think, the first time that we see lights, you know, when they are, when they go into the darkness and the lights turn on. This is the first time we see like kind of electricity or the use of like lights and light in that way. So I'm just really curious as to what is going to be in this house of enlightenment. Do you think it's going to be a whole new world? Do you think there'll be other people there? We know that Gerald Morrell doesn't have any problem having children and producing people who can see. And I'm just starting to wonder if he's built this whole world of people who can actually have the gift of sight. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, coming back to that, I don't want to be negative, obviously, but Mm -hmm. from a story writing perspective, you know, like filmmaker myself, I'm always thinking, okay, why do they say Enlightening Room? There has to be a meaning to it, right? You just don't say it. And now seeing where they go and did this kind of dark place where they're going to, like going through right now mm-hmm. and then still thinking about the enlightening room and stuff like that I just believe it's not what you think it is. Yeah, there's just, no way. Just being because if you think about an enlightening room you think about oh my god it's got to be like paradise it's got to be all beautiful. Right. That's why I believe it's the complete opposite what Ooh. you expect. Guys, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right, well, that's fine. I'll figure (laughs) out what I believe. I've still got some time before we get into predictions, but I think it's a good time. Wait, did we see any betrayal this episode? Did anybody betray anybody? Well, that lady, Cora, she ended up stabbing the guy. And that's something I wanted to point out for a second. Thank you so much for reminding me of that. I appreciate that because I wanted to ask (laughs) you, do you think, and also to audience at home, do you guys believe that she did that because now she knew if I do that right now, I'm going to stay alive and I can just pretend to be on her side? Or do you think that she just did it because she always believed in the queen and more than she believed in him? Good question. For me, I think that the this was an elaborate plan of the queen. And so I think that when she took the message back to him, she already knew. It was already worked out that sooner or later, you're going to have to stab this man and we're, you know, like getting oh. out of here. So I think that Queen Kane knew at being held for ransom... Tamakti June and then was going to come. And as soon as they eliminated the guards, they were in a position to go ahead and try to take him down. Interesting. So I think that she has been on the queen's side the whole time and she was just double crossing the guy that she had been working with before. 
I like that. <laughs> right? Wow, you think about two that corners right now. Right, Damn. that's what I think. So I can't go that far. You I mean, know? He's like, oh, he's like, he's going all the way, people. I mean, well, <laughs> each and every week they give us a betrayal. That's right. And each and every week, then you give us a betrayal. So let's talk about the biggest betrayal in history in this week's special segment. Oh my God, people are getting <laughs> nervous. <laughs> And you know what? The biggest betrayals in history. But as we all know already, the last couple of episodes, I was really focusing on the U.S., right? Yes. And today, I do the same thing. Of course. <laughs> and I have a beautiful picture of a yeah of a couple. Let's look at them for a second, right? Okay. I mean, they look kind of beautiful, right? And they call them partners in crime back in the day. This a is Julius to me. and Ethel Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. And if you look at them, they look very nice, right? Like a normal couple, like living in a neighborhood, right? Sure. No, nothing really too crazy. Sure. But these two guys were basically a real couple in life, husband and wife, and they're also spied for, surprise, Soviet Union again. Of course. In the 40s against the Americans. And what you can think of, I mean, nuclear weapons, um, any kind of weapons that they really had the designs for, they just sent it over to the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And the interesting part about it is that the whole family was included. It was kind of a family business. Even the sons, they had two sons. Every time when they were asked, okay, what do your parents do? Oh, they just, they run a family business from home. They're, they're kind of, you know, that's what they do. Yeah. And they did that for decades. So what also happened is he had also like a sister-in-law from his brother, right? They lived in okay. New Mexico. So they sent even him over to New Mexico and got David and also Estelle Greenglass, part of the whole community of the whole thing. Oh and God. at the end of the day, in 1951, it all came out. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. went to prison, but he didn't really get that much because she was the person who was always hiding the money. Oh, she wow. was always kind of the middle person between the Americans and the Soviet Union. And mm-hmm. he was just the guy who was kind of more in the background. Okay. And I was okay. like, man, what did you do to your wife? So she did the hard part, and you just enjoyed the money at some point, right? I was like, or maybe she just was the master plan. I mean, I don't know? know. I'm not sure. I think she maybe didn't know about the master plan. Then or something. <laughs> but she ended up doing the most time, you said? She did. She did. So she basically did. I mean, you know, it's just interesting to me. I just wanted to point that out because this is a very good example that spies are not just like people in a suit or in a military uniform or whatever. People that you expect doing that. Oh, come on. It can be just your neighbor at home. Have you seen the Americans? (laughs) I mean, that's... I know. So if you go home today and you watch your neighbor's... You, you never might, know. You never know. You might want to ask them something. Oh, gosh. You know? <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope there's but, yeah. no betrayal, but good. But I got one more next week, guys. Okay, one more to go. So we know biggest betrayal of in history. Yeah. Special segment. I love that. It's always nice to see that element, particularly because we see so much betrayal in the show every single week. Um, Ivan did remind me that even in this episode, Queen Kane betrayed Tamakdi June. Yeah, she ind- of, indirectly, she kind of did already in the past. So I'll take that. That's a very good one. Thanks for mentioning that because she did that already without him even knowing about exactly. it. Exactly. This this is where he got to see That's that right. she has betrayed yeah. him. So that was good. And speaking good of Tamakdi June, that'll take us right into news and gossip. Ooh. 
Now I'm excited. Yeah, because like I said, watching this episode, I really started to like Tamaki June. So I went ahead and took some time to stalk his Instagram. <laughs> Tamaki June is actually played by Christian Carmargo. Um, so he just had a baby not too long ago. I think November the 16th. Oh, wow. Uh, so I was like, oh, wow, that's so nice. You know, it was pretty recent news. So congratulations to him. I'm interested to learn more about him as an actor because even when I saw his Instagram, I didn't know like that. That was him. He does. He, he, was he looks my, completely like, different. Whoa! Right? Yeah, 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 they did a really, really good job with that. Where, where is he from originally? By I don't he know. Doesn't, he doesn't see. But American. I know it's not here. No, I know he's no. not American because even his child was born like overseas. Yeah, he seemed like someone. He looks a little bit like someone from Israel or something. You mm. know what I mean? Like Israeli or something? Yeah, just okay. my feeling. Could be you. I mean, you you're more worldly than I am. I, am I really? Yeah. Yes, I haven't been out of the country, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a while for me, too. Don't get me wrong, man. But, yeah, yeah, the baby was born November the 16th, so congratulations to him. And she was born in Anstelveen. Anstelveen? I don't know. That sounds Dutch. Hmm. We got I mean, work to do. I mean, Dutch also have dark hair. He might be Dutch. <laughs> I mean, you know? you. <laughs> yeah, look at me. You, you know, like I'm German, <laughs> but I'm kind of dark. That's kind of true. Yeah. Okay, but, good deal. Well, that's what I found on him. And then, of course, we have to wow. talk about Jason Momoa. He's the king of the show, and he was actually honored. GQ Australia named him their 2019 Man of the Year. Wow. How about that? He looks wow. amazing on the cover. Check him out. And it's actually the December-January issue, and that cover hit newsstands today. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. I really like him. You oh, know? And he's I, amazing. And he... I always have to point that out because I really pay attention when I see him acting mm-hmm. because I feel like he's not just, and I think I mentioned that before, he's not just this big dude action guy. I think he right. can really do emotional scenes very well. Yeah, I think so too. I think that he still is at the beginning of his career yeah. and that there's still so much for him to yeah. do. And I like the things about this, even him being honored by GQ Australia. He had posted on his Instagram Instagram just about the work that he does and yeah. trying to save um, the world with plastic and like his work for uh, Hawaii and the things that he's trying to do there. So that's nice to see. And even images of like him with his children. He's like into rock music. He was at a concert I can see in that. Inglewood the other day. So shout out to Jason. Oh, in Inglewood? Really? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I love it. Yep. 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 So got... <laughs> shout out to you, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. I'm going to keep my ear to the street this week, though. I mean, with next week being the last episode i'm sure that we should get some kind of news and gossip maybe there's tidbits or things going on that we can uncover um just in trying to figure out what's going to happen next season but we'll see there is a a next season oh for sure i think they 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 kind of did they confirm it already oh yeah they've already confirmed it yeah yeah, yeah. we talked about that a few weeks ago season two is definitely coming so we'll stay tuned and see that but before we get to season two and before we get to next week we definitely got to talk about our predictions Oh, my God. Where do I start? I don't know. Because, you know, honestly, Ben, we've been doing such a good job with predictions. Yeah. But I always feel like when it comes to the last episode or a season finale, it changes the game. And I don't really know what to expect. So I'm going to let you kick off your predictions first. I mean, okay, I have a, I think I have a a prediction that makes kind of sense from a storytelling perspective. And I just wanted to put it out there. I believe what's going to happen also for for the second season and also episode eight, we're going to see the beginning of it. I believe that Magra at the end of episode eight, right before we end the first season, is going to become the queen officially in a way. I totally believe that. But the reason why is 
I believe that her two kids now meeting their own dad, mm-hmm. who I believe is more on the negative, bad, dark side. Let's say like Dog Vader, aka kind yeah. of right. Yes. I believe this is all on purpose. Then for second for the second season, that Magra is almost fighting her own kids. I love that. You know, because I feel like the kids love her mom, but I think her dad or their dad, he will tell them information, I believe, that they don't know about yet. And they kind of change their mind. It's a little bit like Star Wars almost. You know what I mean? Okay. And I think that makes sense from a storytelling perspective to start off like that Mm -hmm. in the second Mm -hmm. season. So she's becoming the queen and then second season is all against each other that you actually love. I'll take that. I think that does make a lot of sense. I agree in that. So I predict we will see her become queen. I think that has to happen. And we eliminate Queen Kane altogether. And I do think with uh, Haniwa and Kofun going into this world with Jella Morel, that in some ways they'll become rulers or whatever world that is. And, you know, there can only be one. So we'll see. I guess I'm going to go with your prediction. We'll see. Uh, Well, I'm going to change it a little bit. (laughs) Because I do think it's no. going to be a, a major fight. But I think maybe we'll see Kofun and Haniwa want to resist Jirla Morel's world. And maybe we'll get to see Magra and even Baba Voss fighting to get them back and to save them. I can see that because Baba Voss, at the end of the day, I think he will always stick to his children. Oh, way. yeah. Even if he knows that they are not his like biolog- bi- biological children, mm-hmm. I think he will always do that. And then also having Boots... Getting yes. back into the picture. True. I believe that he's staying like at her side, like the like Margaret's side. Oh, I think yeah. he knows already what she's gonna become at some point. I think he's smart enough to stay with her right now. Absolutely. And then at some point, obviously, I think he also is trying to probably take over the queen too. Yeah, I mean I think Boots is all for himself. We for all know sure. he's a sociopath and he's making <laughs> those power moves. So I agree there. I think I'm expecting to see a lot of action. I think yeah. it needs to be jam-packed with action. That's I want to see sure. fighting. We want to see blah, blah, blah. It's like all, yeah. all of those things. I want right. to see so many moving pieces. Um, do you think that anybody will die? Like episode eight? Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, come on. Someone well, any, has to die. Anybody that we have known, we have come to know, like any of our lead characters, do you think any of them are No, gonna... I mean, honestly, I'm a little bit surprised um, that Paris is still, still alive. No, Paris, I, I think, is an arc. She's gonna... Really? Yeah? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I mean... Okay, let me put it that way. If you want to have someone die, episode eight. And oh, my God. Know, no, sorry, I mean, it sounds bad to say, but you know what I'm talking about. Right? If somebody I'm, has to die, yeah, you're saying... No one has to die in general, but in the show, I see that become because Magra is becoming the queen, Queen Kane has to go. Okay, perfect. Agreed. Oh, Agreed. let me put it that way. I even go one next level. What? Wow, now I got it, people. That's okay. a crazy thing. Take right here. We They just make us believe... Uh-huh. In episode eight, that Queen Kane, Queen Kane is dying, but of then she's not gone. Out right. of blue, episode one, season two, we see that one hand <laughs> coming out of the ashes, <laughs> and we know it's her hand out of the ashes. <laughs> I'll take you know it. I mean, scenes, right? I definitely think Queen Kane, like I said, she has to be held responsible, just responsible for what she has done yeah. to her country, to like her yeah. community. Um, but we'll see. I think she is such a strong character that I don't yeah. necessarily want to see her no. go. No. Just yet. Maybe we've come to love her in so many ways just because of the role that she has. And it's that such an interesting dynamic. And I think, too, you know, 
in so many ways, Queen Kane still gives us a lot of access into Magra and her past yeah. and their family and that world. So, I mean, up in the air a little bit about that. Totally. I mean, Queen Kane as, as a character is great, but what I also really enjoy is just watching the actress portraying mm-hmm. this character. Absolutely. I think, honestly, she might be like a bad character in the show, but this is one of the most fascinating characters I've ever seen play in that my role. life. Agree, agree. This is I mean what she does is just mind blowing. I agree with you. I mean wow she I mean honestly I wouldn't be surprised if she would really win an award, like a yeah. couple of awards for it. I I definitely mean that. Well we'll see. I'm definitely gonna stay tuned, you know, hate it or love it, good or yeah. bad. And whether episode eight is the end of the road for Queen Kane or not, we're gonna stay tuned. We'll be able to find that out next week. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. It's the season finale until that time my name again is Keith Andre you guys can follow me all over social media keep the conversation going at Keith underscore Andre that's right yeah and you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook it's at Benjamin Schnau like the dog you know what I'm talking about yes, and indeed. I'm also doing the show tomorrow which is the world according to Jeff Goldblum yeah that's really cool and also we are the way for Netflix show in German and English for you guys love it see you next time see you Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.